whenever I hear that the presentation is going to have a video or sound clips in it, I go, they didn't want to do as much work. Hello, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like? The podcast where we debate the pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. And we're back this week with another exciting full debate round. Yeah. Last week, we had a guest judge for our lightning round. That was uh, our friend Savannah. And Savannah brought along her American things that she's been trying, like uh, going to a baseball game. Ooh, pumpkin spice lattes. And the office, U.S. edition. Right. And the winner was... Me. Boo. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a a friendly debate here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So since we're back with a full debate, we'll get you to pick a topic out of our trusty hat here. Ooh, exciting. I want to pick from the bottom, not this top boy here. All right, (laughs) let's see. This week's full debate episode is going to be about... Oh, it's a good one. It's Seinfeld. Ooh, is this the show or the person? The show. Okay. Yeah. Seinfeld, the TV series. So, Eric... How do you feel about Seinfeld? I still like it quite a bit. I watched it a lot as a kid. Um, probably like way, it was way above my age range because I was a literal child when it came out. <laughs> but like I remember watching the finale live. So I would have been like eight years old. But I loved it and I still like it. Whenever I see it, it's still funny. Whenever I think about it, it's kind of like cringy. Whenever I see it, it's still funny. It still gets me. So I like it. How do you feel? Literal child, Eric. What? <laughs> I don't know. That just made me laugh. Unlike those <laughs> fake. Yeah, the figu- hypothetical yeah, children. The figurative children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, I am not and have never been a big fan of Seinfeld. Um, it's one of those shows I've never watched it like as a series, right? So I've never watched it like on a weekly basis or anything like that. But I've caught enough episodes of it and reruns of it to be like, I don't get it. I don't understand why people like this so much. I find everybody like absolutely insufferable. Yeah, that's the whole idea is you're watching these people be not great people. If you're if you really. All right. All right. Save it for the debate. Thank you. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for stopping me there. (laughs) You get to pick sides. Oh, I get to pick sides. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm going to pick positive, obviously, because it's great and I can convince you. I know it. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to be pro pro Seinfeld. Yes. I get to be anti-Seinfeld. Yes. Okay. I'm excited about this one. (laughs) It'll be intriguing. I wonder what uh, things we'll come up with, but we'll find out. Yeah. I don't know how you, like, what's the criteria for liking or not (laughs) an entire show? Okay. We'll figure it out. Yep. Let's do this. Magic of do we like. You ready to research? Ready to research. Let's go. All right. Let's hit it. Hey, listeners. If you're enjoying this podcast, Fiend Media has another new show I think you might like. It's called The Personal History of Games, and it's hosted by Do We Like co-host Eric Canius. I'll let him take it from here. Thanks, Robin. Hey, folks, Eric here, and I'd like to invite you to check out my new podcast, The Personal History of Games, a show where I interview people from all walks of life on how games have intersected with and influenced their lives. Guests range from people in and around the games industry to the more casual player. We have conversations to find out how we got from that first influential game they played to today and all the steps in between. You can find the personal history of games wherever you listen to podcasts or check out our website at personalhog.com.
All right, so we are now finished research. We're back. We're back. Our minds full. Debates ready. Ready to be at each other's throats over Seinfeld. How are you feeling about it? Good. Good <laughs> question mark? Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Pretty good. Okay. Let's see how this goes. All righty. You uh, ready? Yes, but do you want to go first or end last? I will end last. Okay. As usual. Yes, sounds good. All right, let's begin. The television show Seinfeld started in 1989. <laughs> Ooh, <history laughs> and it changed TV comedy forever. Uh, you might not be a fan of the Beatles, but you cannot deny how they changed music forever. Similarly, similar things can be said for Seinfeld's impact on the television landscape and can be seen in almost every half-hour comedy that we see today. Single-camera scenes were added into this four-camera setup to add dynamicism and use the modern techniques that no other sitcom was using at the time and make the show more creative and really elevate it. Um, and this show, the whole thing that this brings to modern television is the rise of the anti-hero. You're seeing characters on the screen that reflect the bad traits in yourself, but you can't help but look away. This led to The Sopranos, which led to every other show that's on uh, network or network or cable television right now where there's some anti-hero bumming around being shitty but you can't help but watch and that is where Seinfeld came from this is at the same time that like Fresh Prince and Family Matters were on it was different you know what is different from Seinfeld and all of those other shows that it spawned Seinfeld is boring and mundane <laughs> uh, so let's start with the obvious this show is so boring I get that it's supposed to be about nothing but it's still supposed to be a comedy and the jokes are just sorely lacking they're so few and far in between and they're mixed up in like the most boring conversations and dialogue you know that absolute ledge meme that was going around where Brits would take videos of pictures of their friends doing stuff that was like they said was zany but wasn't really zany? <laughs> like, oh, Chad's laying on the floor because we told them to. What an absolute ledge. <laughs> Seinfeld is that meme. It is the equivalent of that meme in a TV show. It might have been the first... But there's just simply so many situational shows about everyday life that are better, too. For example, Parks and Rec, Always Sunny, Masters uh, of uh, None. Uh, you ran out of time. Those shows only exist because Seinfeld exists. That's where it came from. The these the show issued form, like the, the sitcom form at that time was, especially four-camera sitcom that it is and that only existed at the time, was so uh, made to be manufactured and quick and fast and all this shit. And uh, the creators, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, pushed against that in every way they could. They're very anti-populism because they're like curmudgeonly people. But that's that aside... Um, it shoots so many expectations, like the networks for wanting them to put Jerry and Elaine together, but uh, Larry David put his foot down and having this um, platonic friendship between two exes be like a main staple of the show. Jerry and Elaine were just friends and they talked about anything and everything. And that was big deal back then. They also broke the form for structure. It wasn't this cookie cutter. Every episode was the same. It was a slice of life. It was basically what those animes are, but with sitcoms, <laughs> instead of girls being way into something, it was a bunch of adults being, being in New York City. Yeah, but just because it did something first doesn't mean it did it well. <laughs> That's why people have been building on it and improving on it and making it good. But enough about that. Let's talk about the character since you were talking about it so much. They all suck. Okay, they are self-involved, sure, like and jerks, right? And people are like that and say they're anti-heroes. But unlike most shows that have 
fun, self-involved jerks. They have zero redeeming qualities and no personal growth throughout the entire series. And not even just that, but they aren't even that good at being jerks. There are way better jerks out there. I just don't understand how anyone can become invested in these characters. Sometimes the exception is some of the reoccurring characters that are pretty funny, but they're just overshadow like they overshadow the main cast and who I don't like at all. There is like some really good actors on there. I still think their characters are boring. Kramer and Jerry, one note. George gets put in the same scenarios over and over again. I've about time up. No, Ugh. no, no. Jerry, Kramer is one, one, not one note. Here is, this is what I'm talking about with performance excellence in this show. Let me pull up this clip here while I explain. Uh, Michael Richards aside, he did a bad thing and he took himself out of society for that. Uh, but here is a piece of performance excellent that I'm going to make you watch uh, where he's, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, that went back too far. One second. You have 30 seconds left. All right, here. He says, here's to feeling good all the time. And then he drinks a beer with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> this is the, the cut, uh, the blooper from it. And then he, did it happen yet? Oh, yeah, he's drinking an entire yeah. beer in one shot. <laughs> and, then, and then he burps up the cigarette smoke <laughs> that he was smoking out the side of his mouth. This show is all about going as hard as it can with the performances they could and doing everything physical and, and writing-wise to make it funny. But they're not hard, and that's the problem. If they were like truly like awful and unlikable and bad stuff happened to them, maybe I'd be invested. But I simply don't care. They remind me of that Facebook friend who's constantly on Facebook complaining about their everyday Monday problems. And you know what you do with those friends? You fucking block them because they suck. <laughs> So let's get on to my third point, which is a very obvious. It's just a pale and stale, outdated show. Uh, it just spends way too much time with middle-aged white dudes who are just totally mediocre and boring in every way. All the chicks on the show have to be really hot, or if they're not attractive or young, that's the butt of a joke. And yeah, everyone else just looks like a potato. You know, <laughs> it's white. It's a lot of first world problems. It's kind of out of touch. It appeals to a really small segment of society. Don't like it. I would say the ratings would argue with that last point. In fact, it was quite a popular show and still is. Speaking of which, it created a language and an economy of its own. Uh, there were catchphrases like any sitcom that still had the catchphrases because that's how we talk. Elaine says, get out. Kramer says, giddy up. Um, but there exists in real life, like me saying, slam dunk Charlie. <laughs> uh. But the breadth of the writing has <laughs> proven it now. Almost every episode has a quote of its own, just like moments in life. Uh, there's just different things that happen, and there's there's ways that we deal with it and I'm buying time so I could play this clip in this soundboard that I found where he talks about double dipping the chip and that became a whole thing. Did you just double dip that chip? Yeah, did you just double dip that chip? <laughs> oh no, I can't get out of here. <laughs> but there's a whole world around this that then led to Arrested Development and other stuff that people are quoting at all times and it's not just... <laughs> okay. So we've learned that using media during the debate is hard. But that aside, uh, you already talked about Michael Richard a little bit. But let's talk about these actors in real life. Uh, I first want to say Julia Louise Dreyfus is a great 
actress and a great human being, and I haven't given her enough credit, so I just want to do that right now. She's wonderful. But that aside, uh, especially Michael Richard, racist rant. What else do I have to say about that? My Lord. Um, and then Jerry. Jerry. Like, even Jerry, we're seeing more with his comedy and his chilling out in cars with humans, uh, <laughs> that he's just like an out-of-touch white dude who thinks that his shit doesn't stink, he can't take criticism, and he blames the fact that he can't keep up with the times and that he's not funny anymore on political correctness, rather than his inability to appeal to a diverse audience. Just sad and lame. And, you know, when you rewatch the series through this lens, you really see how often it punches down and relies on stereotypes for laughs. And it's not funny. (laughs) This will be worth it. Oh, my God. Is your whole thing just... Why's there an explosion at the end? I don't what the <laughs> That was my transition. Anyways, it started conversations. The Today Sponge, women's contraceptive and female, uh, and a female lead talking freely about her sexuality with no judgment from anyone. She's talking about where how she wants to use the contraception she has less to have sex with whoever she wants. Uh, the contest talking about masturbation on network TV, and a woman didn't win by default. She, in fact, she lost. Uh, shrinkage, cold effects, the, the peen and beans, and now everyone knows it. Uh, one of the episodes was George and Jerry getting into a limo meant for neo-Nazi leader. <laughs> on a network sitcom. That especially what they did with Elaine was quite, I would say, quite uh, forward-thinking, having this character there be able to talk so freely about anything and have these male friends and be one of the gang and not be uh, held out because of it. Well, I agree that it was good in its time for some things. It was also very behind on its times for other things. It didn't treat Indigenous people very well or East Asian people. And it was really hit and miss on LGBTQ people as well. So there's a lot of things to consider there. But also, my last point is going to be many, not all. You're wonderful, Eric. Many of the fans are absolutely insufferable, which makes me like it even less. If you criticize anything that I just criticized about the show, you get this hoity-toity response that you just don't appreciate the humor. Like, it's just super smug. And if you point out that the jokes are just, like, bad or or lame, you're officially, like, you get dubbed offended, you're too PC, because, you know, watching Seinfeld makes you such an edgy human <laughs> being. Uh, basically, they're just smug people who are apologists for the shitty jokes that were made in the past and they think like watching and liking a show makes them superior it's barf the end end (laughs) so how did you feel about your research period eric i see that you decided to go with a multimedia approach this time yeah and it worked in practice (laughs) it didn't work so great in the heat of the debate that's fine I found the sweet soundboard with all the noises on it. Oh, boy. That was fun. Oh, it's still going. (laughs) Listen to that funky bass. That brings back so much memories. Uh, But yeah, it worked well in (laughs) practice and not so well in the debate. Noted. I'm going to have to say, whenever I hear that the presentation is going to have, you know, a video or sound clips in it, I go... They didn't want to do as much work. <laughs> no, I, this is a this is a visual thing we're talking about, visual and audio thing we're talking about. I thought it would help the debate. Excuse me <laughs> for trying something out of the box, just like Seinfeld and Larry David did when they created their hit sitcom in 1989. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> You really got yourself there. All right. So 
But did you learn anything or did your mind change at all during the research period? The the big struggle I have as a fan of the show is, yeah, the real life things. Right. <laughs> I know like Jerry is so out of touch and has not grown. But I feel I'm not going to excuse that. I feel like that was a, a limitation on his part for not growing when he became hyper successful and then cho- like kind of deciding that's good enough and then stopping growing and learning right much like many rich people so that's a failing on his part and 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 annoying as a fan of the show and i don't know about larry david either his kirby enthusiasm is fine but it's not i've honestly i've never watched it i know so little about him it's fine he's just like a curmudgeonly old man and now he has a show where he's a curmudgeonly old man yeah it's funny sometimes but yeah it's still not like it's not trying to be forward thinking. It's just like here's an old man grumbling about the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about your your uh, research? So I was kind of split because I like I still just personally don't like the show at all, right? And I found a lot of people who agreed with me who it's just like we yeah don't see the appeal at all, right? But I understand like how it fits into like the cultural moment, you know how it has influenced where TV has gone since and why it's important. It's just, I don't know if it being important means it's necessarily likable. Yeah. I also felt torn because there are actors in it that I do like, as I pointed out before, and there are some performances in it that I do like. I think most of the time when I think of moments I found funny in Seinfeld, they're like pretty much all George moments. <laughs> Jason Alexander is a very good actor. Yeah, he is. Jason Alexander is a good actor. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I really don't want to throw like uh, him under the bus and stuff. But I just don't think that his moments make up for the fact that I find the show pretty boring otherwise. And they don't give him a diverse enough set of scenarios. Yeah. He kind of does the same thing over and over again. That's true. And so, yeah, I don't think it changed my mind, but it did make me appreciate in a way that I wouldn't have before, you know, what what it spawned, mm-hmm. what it's made possible. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing I'm still like, you know, kind of stuck on is that, how am I going to say it? Like, it was still just like shitty people, right? Yeah. <laughs> you watched Breaking Bad, didn't you? Yeah, but they do extraordinary things. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like what makes these people different than your aunt on Facebook who says shitty, mildly racist things and complains about her life on a daily basis. They're saying funny things. <laughs> it is it's slice of life like putting it in that lens. It is a very specific type of show that got very popular because it was different. Uh but it is quite slice of life. It is just people hanging out. Something's happened. At the end, <laughs> I like the writing. I think the writing is very funny, but that is a personal taste, and it's okay. Like I also like watching some clips, seeing it's like Jerry being a stand-up comedian. There are some very jokey jokes in there, right? That are quite off-putting. That's fair. But also, like I, my personal lens for this whole show is like I did watch it as a child a lot, so it has a lot of nostalgia built in with it. If you're coming to a new. Uh, it would look very old and feel very slow. I think that's part of it is that I never watched it growing up. Yeah. I've only ever seen like reruns of it probably in my like teens and young adult years. So it never really resonated with me. 
And I'm just like, yeah, like I said, I'm assuming there's a lot of people it doesn't resonate with. Yes. But yeah, there is such a, I don't know, what's the word, staunch fan base around it. Yeah. That I think give it more hype than it deserves. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to pull myself out of my rose-tinted glasses. Like, if I went back and watched Cheers, would I be able to enjoy that? Well, that's interesting to talk about because there is, and like, yeah, I could have made that argument. There is other shows uh, that are even older than Seinfeld that I enjoy and think like hold up better. Like what? Like Golden Girls. Fair. Yeah, like that one's still a classic. And I'm sure there's more, but I just I like, like watching did... Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah, is I mean, like, yeah, the Fresh Prince, obviously, um, and just other stuff of like from around that time. Even if like in a timely manner, it doesn't hold up anymore, right? In the same way that I criticized Seinfeld, in terms of humor, I still like even like the Drew Carey show and stuff better. God, I haven't seen that show in forever. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably even say I'd like Frasier better. Oof. I don't know about Friends. Friends is an awful show, and I would not <laughs> recommend it to anyone. Like, th- as I was doing this research, like thinking of other shows around the time that came shortly afterwards, like Friends came shortly afterwards, uh, Frasier was uh, contemporary, and then a little right. afterwards, I believe. And just how stodgy those shows feel compared to Seinfeld. Like, there's a lot of episodes, like, like in life, you spend a lot of time in your apartment and then your regular hangouts. Right. But there was always episodes like trying to push the form or just change things or they had a funny joke. So they did this whole episode in like the Chinese food or Chinese uh, restaurant lobby or in the parking garage or in that sort of thing, which is like thinking back to friends and how goddamn boring that show was. (laughs) Like, you want to talk about characters that do the same thing? throughout the entire series it is that show to a t but this is not a comparison podcast it's a do we like podcast well i don't feel very swayed to be honest i'm trying to push past my nostalgia to see but like whenever i see clips they make me laugh (laughs) like that's kind of what it comes down to is when i see the show seinfeld do i like it yes and I, I still have to be no, because it's like when I, you know, am flipping through channels and Seinfeld comes up, I click past that shit just as fast <laughs> as I like click past Nickelback on the radio. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, nope. Yeah. And I would stop on it because it would remind me of when I watched it before and how funny it is. So, yeah, I think really what this comes down to is that comedy kind of like food taste is subjective yes so yeah i don't watch it with as much reverie as i used to it is not like number one show on my list anymore but i would still say i like seinfeld okay i think we're going to have to agree Agree. to disagree on this one to disagree we'll have to uh go to the audience and get their opinion on whether or not they like seinfeld yeah put it on the polls yeah it'll have to go there because just like pickles seinfeld (laughs) is the pickles of TV. Of TV. <laughs> yes. People either seem to love it or hate it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on social medias to get your opinion out there. How do you feel about Seinfeld? Let us know. We're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week we have another uh, lightning round with a new guest bringing whole new topics and a whole new perspective. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time on Do We Like? Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave us a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at DoWeLike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lands. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network. 